You're listening to a fourth hand production. Story in the news today. You believe in ghosts and the paranormal? Now, are they are they UFOs or are they like some crazy experimental, you know, governmental? I don't know. Planes that they're building. And police in Española are catching more than just criminals. They're catching images of what they believe are ghosts. There's this weird animal-like creature that was shot, wolf-like creature that just stood out in some odd way. And welcome to Strange Uncles. I'm Shane. I'm John. I'm exhausted. <laughs> yeah, I heard on your side you uh work is killing you, bro. Yeah. People stop buying shit online for a minute, goddammit. <laughs> just for like three days. Just, just get yeah. a break. Well, actually it's Memorial Day weekend, and that's oh. like probably our second biggest sales weekend of the year normally. Touche. Yeah. <clears throat> and we're doing like Christmas volume right now as it is, so shit's gonna get weird. Wow. It's insane. Even, you know, so Amazon kind of got stabilized a little bit for when I want to order something. It's not two weeks out. You know, it's a little closer what it is. But I mean, yeah. that's the nature of the beast. You know, like I said, I, I you guys know, but I had to buy a new laptop because mine crashed. And uh, I could not find anything worth anything because everybody in the dog was going out buying a fucking laptop. Because they're all at home and they can, and thank you stimulus check and yada yada yada, but you know managed to find something. So that's yeah, a crazy crazy world, that's for sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the viewers of this video can tell you got a new laptop. You look a lot better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It uh, it's taken some work, but yeah, the old one was just yeah, it was old. It is what it was. But um, but anyway, um, this is Strange Uncles. We are on Fortean News. We do this monthly for those of you who may be new listeners, and uh, we've got news stories lined up. Usually, we round table this, and we just kind of go around the table and make sure that we all cover whatever we have. Um, I'll be honest with you, and we I think we talked about this before in April. It's getting harder to find news because the COVID thing is just absolutely just swamping everything. you got to thin through all this other shit to get to the weird stuff, and it's annoying. I'll be honest with you. I actually went through my uh, preferences on, like, News 360 and all that stuff, and I, like – just redid the whole thing to only be like Weird. physics, space. You <laughs> yeah. have like just only yeah. anything that like I took out basketball and I took out hockey and just or like I had politics in there too. So like just refiltered all my stuff. So it actually yeah. made my research for this episode like pr- pretty easy. All the all the topics I'm going to talk about came came rather quickly. I could find them. Mm. No, I uh, I just resorted to the Facebook timeline where Dawson came through like a champ with all the hot chaff. Oh yeah, it's gonna be a fun one. <laughs> that's oh, that's fantastic. I'm excited yeah. to see what you uh, pulled up. Uh, oh man, because there's it's some too- doozies. He's posted some doozies. In there, oh dude, so. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Keep that shit coming, Dawson. That's funny. Yeah, we talked about them. We talked about him before, I think, didn't we? A, a few podcasts ago that just the things that he sends out. I mean, it's oh, amazing. Yeah. I don't know where he digs them up at, but that's yeah. I mean, he's on top of it. He he's he follows all the all the UFO yeah. podcast or uh, 
Facebook pages and yeah. all that stuff. So. I'm like low-key afraid to click on some of these links. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things. Leads you down the black web for some reason. You don't oh, know. just going to end up on some weird website that <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You're yeah. in the Lord's but, hands now. Yeah. <laughs> Touche. Take me, Lord. I'm ready. <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel. That's right. Well, you know, with that being said, um, we all have news reports, and I want to start this real quick. It's not really a news story, but it's, I don't know, it's kind of cool because I like movies, and I like entertainment, and I like when they reboot and they have weird stuff out there. And I don't know if you guys know this or not, but uh, and then I'll throw it to you, John. Um, do you know that they're remaking Scream? Like movie format, or are they going to make a television show? No, nope, it's going to be a movie format. So evidently, Spyglass Media is going to kick it off, and there's more to the box. Um, not only are they remaking Scream, but they're looking on bringing the original Scream actors back. And one of the first ones, go figure, that said, oh, I can't wait to play my role again. David Arquette will actually re uh, renew his role as Sheriff Dewey Riley. Finally, somebody wants to give him a job. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, it's been a minute. And also, yeah. are they going to remake the original Scream, or are they just going to make Scream 8? Don't know. Plans are kind of in there. Yeah. They've, they've definitely made a pretty penny off of the Scream franchise. They, I, absolutely. In all, I mean, in, I think realistically, I the first one. But. I think they made four... Four I think they, five, I think they did right? four, possibly five. Yeah. Um, and the first three, I think, were pretty decent, and then it just kind of... You know, yeah, I remember like Drew Barrymore was on. I think the oh, I know she, for a fact she was on the first one, but she well, she was in the back. first one. She well, she for was, like she two got, minutes. Oh, okay, she was in it for like ten minutes, and then she's murdered. Yeah, well, there's that. Yeah, but I, it, it, you know, I wasn't a huge scream guy because I don't like those kind of movies. I mean, it was fun; they were cool. It was a different idea back in the day. Um, but you know, David Arquette, man, I, I got this weird fascination for him. I just. I love that guy. I mean, I feel sorry for him, but at the same time, he kind of makes his own bed. You know what I mean? <laughs> so. I'm so con- I'm so confused on so many levels of what you just said. Did um, you? <laughs> why do you have a strange fascination with David Arquette? I, I, and two, why do you feel sorry for him? Well, like I said, I I think he makes his own bed more than anything. I think his mouth and all the shit that he wants to be part of gets him in trouble because I think he's just. He just wants to be out there, and he just wants to be known. He just wants to have people pay attention to him. But I really like the guy. I guess I listened to a couple of interviews with Howard Stern, and he kind of got sentimental and you know had some backstory about things. And so I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, that makes sense why you did this dumbass move or this dumbass move. But he, I've never paid attention to anything he did besides some of his shitty movies. Like, what kind of dumbass moves was he out there making? Yes, oh, I, 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 I haven't followed the David Arquette story to – I know I know he was Dewey Cox and Scream or Dewey something or other. Yeah. I think Dewey Cox was a John C. Riley and Walk Hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know he was in some like rockabilly movie directed by Robert Rodriguez in the 90s that was actually pretty fun. He was but in a Eight-Legged Freaks too, wasn't he? Wasn't he in that I never, one? I never Probably. saw that <laughs> That was a B movie, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. And that's the story of his life. Although he is in one of my fave movies, Ravenous, uh, back in like 97, 98, that was kind of loosely based on the Donovan party. And he was some, and go figure, he was just some stoner guy from the 1800s just wandered around, you know, which is most of his roles. But, yeah. you know, there's, anyway, you know, David well, Arquette's speaking, David Arquette. Speaking of reboots, um, on Hulu, they made a t like a series out of 
uh, High Fidelity, oh. and they have uh, Zoe Kravitz playing Rob, short for Robin instead of Robert this time, but like the main character that John Cusack played in the movie. Oh, really? um, yeah, I binged it. I watched all of it in one sitting on Sunday because I'm a huge piece of shit, <laughs> and it was really fucking good. Was it good? I got to check that out. Yeah. Huh. That's yeah, cool. recommend. Okay. Two nice. thumbs up. Noted. Noted. I know they got all kinds of stuff like Snowpiercer has a series coming out and I, you know, which I, dude, that movie was so fucking dumb. Like, don't get me wrong. Great. I loved it. Cause I love shitty sci-fi movies, but yeah. it was so fucking dumb. Don't make a series. Why are they out of making this? a TV series out of it? Too? <laughs> Thank you very much. Anyway, you know, I think we got a weird thing coming up here with this whole COVID, which, you know, we try not to dig into, but it's good. This whole next year is going to be weird for movies and shows and, just anything that really wasn't in the bucket already. I, I'm just, I don't, it's going to be a fucking train wreck. And I'm, I'm going to, I want a front row seat to see what this thing looks like because it's, uh, yeah. Well, you know, all the movies have been made for all the movies that ended production, you know, in 2019 and stuff. I'm sure those will still be coming out, but it'll be interesting to see what 2021 looks like and what all those release dates kind of are because the production is just shut down. Yeah. Right now with I imagine any legitimate production company. You know? Yeah. Like they're they're holding back on release dates on a lot of like things they thought were going to be blockbusters like a lot of the Marvel movies that were supposed to come out in right. 2020 which so you know they're done and ready to go. They're not putting out even though they could just put them out on Disney Plus and be like give us more money cuz people would right. but yeah. But uh, also a lot of stuff that I think was supposed to come out in theaters is coming out um, like on Netflix and stuff. Like uh, there's a new Spike Lee movie that comes out on Netflix on like June 22nd or something. That's mm. like a Vietnam movie with mm. Chadwick Boseman that I'm going to watch the shit out of. Um, I don't know. I think there's like a weird mix of that. I think there are some people that are thinking that to save the movie theaters, they want to hold some of these release dates until people can go to the movie theaters again and they think they'll make more money probably and then i think they're like the realists or the people who are like this wouldn't have been like a smash hit so let's just make netflix give us a bunch of money and let them put it out i don't know right yeah that's yeah. probably smart well anyway yeah. well you know on that note let's talk about dmt huh dmt you do dmt fun? bro <laughs> i've never done dmt but i really want to and I will do it at the first uh, possible time. <laughs> as soon as I figure out how to scrounge up some, I, I want to do it. it it's um, hard to find. I know that. I'll ask my friend, uh, the dude that comes, the tall dude that comes to watch games at your bar with us sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's done it. I'll ask him where he got it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure all I need to do is throw a line in the water. I'm, I'm sure. I <laughs> yeah. just, you just haven't got there yet? <laughs> It's not probably. Yeah, I, I just haven't really taken the initiative. I haven't yeah. bought drugs in a very, very long time. So. Fucking lazy fucker. God yeah. damn. So, um, and I've heard this before. Actually, uh, J. Allen Hynek's son, Paul Hynek, talks um, pretty openly about taking DMT and seeing some type of like alien entities or some kind of strange entities. But um, I found this article from Newsweek, and it just so happens that all three of my stories tonight are going to be from Newsweek. Just inadvertently, I was like, oh, who did this story? Newsweek.com. So I don't know how that worked, but this is the world we live in. So this story came out on my birthday, May 18th, yesterday, 
by Kashmira Gander. And it is taking DMT can lead to experiences similar to those reported by people who claim to have been abducted by aliens, study shows. And the author of a study published in the Journal of Psychopharmacology learned people's DMT drug experiences are comparable to those that have claimed to have been abducted by aliens. It's the largest study of its kind yet, and researchers at Johns Hopkins University surveyed 2,561 anonymous people online who said they had encountered entities or beings which appeared to be separate to themselves after taking DMT. Hmm. The respondents had an average age of 32, 77% were male, and 85% were white. The team asked them to detail their most memorable encounter with an entity. So, you know, if, if you'd done DMT three times, five times, ten times, they just wanted to hear about the, the best, most memorable one. And um, they concluded that encounters with entities triggered by DMT have similarities to non-drug entity encounter experiences, such as those described in religious alien abduction and near-death contexts. Hmm. So I thought that was pretty weird. So DMT takes about five minutes to kick in and lasts around half an hour, give or take. Uh, but being that time is relative experiences can feel like they last a lot longer than a half an hour like some people get out and they think they've been tripping for a while wow. a lot longer than 30 minutes and it's dmt is present in a lot of a lot of mammals including humans and it's thought to play a part in non-ordinary states of consciousness and i think i've heard that it they think it kind of is released when you die so it's kind of something that your body creates naturally and it releases when you die. I heard that too. Yeah. That yeah. Crazy. I want to say it's like made in your pineal gland, which people also talk about being the third eye. Yeah. 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 It's funny that you bring that up because I uh, actually rented, I couldn't stand it, but like Sunday night I rented from beyond. Have any of you guys uh, watched that or read the book? So it's an HP Lovecraft book, but it's based off that exact thing. The third eye, the pineal gland, and they basically they build a machine. It was like Jeffrey Combs, eighty-seven, but you know, a hokey movie. But it was well done. But that's a theory. I mean, there's been theories on that on DMT, and you know, I don't know, John. If you throw your line in the water, um, see if you, uh, you know, see if you can't get maybe another batch. Yeah, yeah. no, we'll, we'll uh, so. I'll, I'll try and get a bunch, and we'll, <laughs> we'll see see uh, see what happens. Check it out, but um. So to recruit for the study between February and December of 2018, the authors posted notices on like Facebook, Reddit, and recreational drug harm reduction websites. And volunteers qualified if they were over the age of 18 and had at least one breakthrough, quote unquote, DMT experience with very strong psychoactive effects, during which they encountered a seemingly autonomous being or entity. If they had experienced more than one encounter, they were asked to describe their most memorable experience. So just over a fifth, 21% of participants took DMT hoping to have such an encounter. 69% said the entity started the encounter. 92% were visual. 85% were followed by extrasensory, such as telepathic. 54% involved sound and 34% with touch. And less than 10% of these respondents said it involved taste or smell. Smell? 
Smell. <laughs> smell. Ah, it involved taste of smell, see? I took DMT and I couldn't smell anything. Why did you just but, turn uh, into a 1930s gangster? I don't, I don't know. Step. I don't know. Or a newscaster. <laughs> yeah, right. So the majority of the participants communicated in some way with the entity, with 49% recalling only the entity communicating with them, with 40% having a two-way communication, and only 2% said that said only they communicated to the entity without any response. And the most common words to describe the beings were uh, guide, spirit, alien, and helper. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, hmm. Almost every respondent had an emotional response, 99% to meeting the being. Of course, I mean, if you're going to meet some entity of whatever, you know, right. you're going to have some type of emotional response, I would at least think unless you're a complete psychopath, but 41% said they felt afraid when meeting the being, but the majority reported feelings of joy, love, and kindness when they came into contact with the entities. Uh, 60% wow. said the experiences caused a change in their conception of reality, which they had hoped for compared with 1% who said it caused an undesirable change. And this is uh, kind of what I think is pretty interesting. I'll get to it in a minute, but... Um, most participants said the entity they encountered appeared to be conscious, intelligent, and benevolent. They also said they existed in another dimension of reality, which they believed would still exist after the encounter was over. 69% um, said the being gave them a message, and a fifth, 19%, gained a prediction of the future. And this is what I think is um, pretty interesting. It said the DMT trips also seem to change people's spiritual beliefs. So uh -huh. more than half of those that said they were atheists before the experience had changed their minds after their meeting at 28% versus 10%. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, you go in as an atheist, you take some DMT, you're like, uh, no, there's definitely something out there. <laughs> you come out so, as a Catholic for no fair reason. I mean, there's gotta be yeah. fairly intense and convincing because yeah. pretty dumb shroomed and done acid plenty of times and, I've never come out. I've come out of those like learning something and being like, wow, I, I was trippy thinking about it. Yeah, yeah but aspect, never, but like never attach to something never. Oh my God, this is going to change my life existence. Yeah. I, yeah. My spiritual beliefs didn't like change because of that. Right. Um, hmm. But over half said the encounter was one of the most meaningful, spiritually significant or psychologically insightful experiences of their lives. Um. The authors argue that alongside professional therapy, the use of DMT could help with conditions such as depression and addiction and also help ease anxiety due to how it interacts with the brain's serotonin receptors. Um, and, but they say that more research is still needed. Man, do they and, need somebody else on that research team? Because I will volunteer. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's just a little more to this story. The, the study also... Um, the study is also limited because it relies on the honesty of the respondents and predominantly featured young adult white males. So can't trust maybe, those motherfuckers. I mean, you, it's just, there's a lot more people than just us adult white males out there with different worldviews and different ways of seeing the world. So yep. it's definitely a small sample size when you kind of, when you take it in that regard that the majority were just, you know, young 30 year old ma white males. So 
Uh, but it still is interesting though. Um, so I want everyone out there to do me a favor and take a bunch of DMT. And I mean, not right now. Wait, spe- to, wait till well, the podcast maybe. is over. <laughs> yeah, and wait then, until the podcast episode. Yeah, press pause. <laughs> yeah, take some DMT. Yeah. Come back. Come back in thirty minutes or Prefer- five days. Sound off in the comments. Let us know what it was like. <laughs> yeah, preferably if you're a non-white male. That, right. that, yes, per- that's preferred. Pull over if you're driving. Do I not have to do it when you're, you know, you're out and about? So if 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 you're a white male, leave us the fuck alone. <laughs> yeah, because we don't want to talk to you people. So <laughs> my only my for. only one thing, and then Josh had something I think to follow up on was uh, the only thing that goes to my head is the visions they see or what they experience. If they already have something kind of not spoon fed to them, but you know they know what aliens look like, I'd be curious on exactly what images they're seeing to see if that correlates with their TV they're watching or books they're reading or thing, you know what I mean? To see whether mm-hmm. that's coming out of the subconscious or this truly is a thing that they're seeing that is just absolutely, it's something new to them. And maybe that might explain that whole go in and atheist come out that you're a believer. And it's something that just really is brand new and, and, you know, they can't really describe it, but it makes them feel like such and such. I, I don't know. That's my only factor on the whole thing, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's amazing. That's crazy. Yeah. So uh, my homie, we'll just call him Big A, you know, to protect his identity. Um, he said that uh, it was like he felt like just like intense love. And there was this little like lizard looking dude that came up to him and was like, hey, man, like you're more loved than you'll ever fucking know. And like everything's cool. Everything's going to be fine. And also they like took his body and put it apart and put it back together but like in a good not weird way like the way he described it i pictured it like almost like you know how like on tron um how things sometimes when they're being like transmitted through the system get like blocky and weird Mm -hmm. and like low res i just picture it being like that like they carved him up a little bit and like rearranged some shit and just put him back together and the whole time little lizard homie was just like, Hey man, like shit's cool. And everybody loves you. Like you're more loved than, you know, don't worry about shit. Be chill. He also said that the experience in real time lasted like 15 minutes, but that it felt like hours and that it was mm. very positive. That's wow. yeah. That's crazy. Uh, that's crazy. I mean, yeah. I, he, um, yeah. and also in Dana Walsh, Pasulka's book, American cosmic, like she cites a bunch of cases where, uh, people who've had ufo experiences like find religion as well like Mm -hmm. i've heard that um yeah so that's i don't know interesting side note yeah anyway Hmm. do you guys want to know the real reason that they want us to stay in the house (laughs) i knew this is coming yes sir (laughs) mass ufo sighting above detroit (laughs) dash in quotation marks this is why they want us to stay in the house (laughs) video so I want to enter, I want to interrupt just real quick. Yes. Sorry. Um, I just love that the entire existence of humanity is self quarantining for an event taking place in Detroit, Michigan. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The, the epicenter <laughs> of class. I just wanted to put that little caveat in there, but yeah. So this is from the website knowledge time, uh, best place to get your daily knowledge dose. Um, it doesn't say who the author is. Cause I think it's a blog. So the same person probably writes everything, but, 
something big is happening globally right now. Too many UFO sightings are reported and recorded in different countries. UFOs are not hiding anymore. Guys, they're not hiding anymore. Thank, Thank God. God. Sorry, some of the grammar in these posts is pretty bad too. So <laughs> if I stumble for a sec, bear with me. <laughs> um, I publish people UF, people's UFO sightings by more than three years now. But 2020 is the year with the most UFO reports. And it's just the beginning of the year. People start to think that international lockdown is related to these mass UFO apparitions on Earth. And I think he means appearances. Um, and then there are some pictures which are very, very interesting. Um, if screen sharing wasn't such a shit show, I would share it with you. Um, the below video was, rec was recorded by a citizen of Detroit, Michigan on April 3rd, 2020. We can see an entire fleet of UFOs. There are maybe 30 to 40 UFOs flying in formation, and it looks like that. Um, the man is scared. He's talking about the guy who shot the video. And you can, uh, and as you can hear, he also claims that this is the reason they want us to stay in the house. He claims, he's just going to repeat himself here. He claims, quotation marks, this is why they want us to stay in the house. It's not the coronavirus. It's not the radiation. It is UFOs. He recorded these UFOs until they vanished in the sky over Michigan. And then there's the YouTube video. And then he says, we don't know this for sure. If this is the real reason they want us to stay in the house. So I recommend you follow the institution's advice regarding the pandemic. So stay in the house, wash your hands, etc." So at least he ended with like, you know, some common sense. Yeah. But uh, this probably isn't the reason why, but uh yeah. yeah. But he said wash your hands and and that's a plus. So, you know, there's that. Yeah, I mean you got to get the people to read your uh articles. Uh, so you got to you got to make a catchy headline for yeah, sure. Exactly. Well, um, I I got a quick news report off that actually that uh so they're doing the same thing there's mass UFO reports in West Valley City and Oakland as well. And so, no, I'm making that shit up. There's fucking none of that. But I just, you know, if it's a Detroit, there's gonna be some. It just amazes me. So I was like, mass sightings in West Valley. That's amazing. How do I not know about this? <laughs> right, exactly. Um, we are gonna take a quick commercial break, and then we will return. Stand by, guys. What up, fart knockers? Aries, stop insulting people. These are potential listeners. Oh, by the way, um, there was some new stuff added to that fourth-hand network. I haven't checked it out yet, but I hope to God it's better. <laughs> um, I like Hysteria 51. Yeah, I used to listen to that podcast all the time. They're not bad. I mean, they're pretty good. Some of their, I've, you know. I've started listening to them a lot more lately. Um, they just had yeah. Rob Christofferson from Our Strange Skies on. It's a good episode. They're funny, too. I, I don't know. Yeah. I like them. Yeah, they're not too bad. So I just hope their commercials get better. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, um, are we ready to continue? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Let me. Ready? Count of three. And welcome back, everybody. Um, so yeah, the <laughs> interesting UFO sightings. There's been other sightings too, unlike UFOs. Uh, I pulled this one out from. Remember when we interviewed Tobias Wayland? And yes. so, yeah, right. Uh, 
And he actually <laughs> So what? one of the guys that was in his book, Alon Strickler, I believe, he runs a website called phantomsandmonsters.com. Been around for a long time. People actually – and check it out. If you guys haven't checked out, it's really worth it because some of the stories are, are just mind-boggling. It's crazy. Um, this actually is pulled directly off of that. And this is was, was actually written up May 18th uh, of this year. And it is a group of friends encounter a white crawler humanoid while camping on private property on a Civil War battlefield. So this is a story. And I thought this was neat. Kind of kind of grabbed me a little bit. So this guy lives on the east coast of central Virginia. Um, he lives in Hanover County. He says he lives on like 10 acres, give or take. Some of the acreage that he lives on is actually was part of the Civil War that they actually had the battles on. Uh, it was Mata, Matadigoin Creek, he says, took place right around where I live. So he's talking about his friends and him. You know, they go out and they go camp and they do all this stuff all the time. And they've seen other paranormal activity, but nothing like this type. They've seen it. And it's one of those things where, you know, corner your eye type, they kind of chalked it up as just, you know, their mind's playing tricks on them or whatever have you. But this was different. Um, and he actually took a chance to, to write this up. So one night in late April 2020, three friends and I were hanging out by the fire within our campsite. At about 11.30 p.m., one of my buddies and I wandered down the trail with no flashlights of any sort in the dark. We stopped at an opening by the field where we could see the stars. We chatted about random topics for about five to ten minutes until we started hearing steps and twigs snapping in multiple areas in front of us. We are skeptical, but we keep an ear out. All of a sudden, I yell, oh shit, which, who wouldn't? And uncharacteristically, a rack uh, bullet in my chamber rifle. So he basically put a bullet in his in his chamber just in case. And then he aimed his rifle towards what he saw the sound was coming from. Um, it was dark, so I couldn't dis distinguish details. But this is what I saw. It was a pale white silhouette, and it was crawling uphill from another trail. It didn't seem intimidating, though, rather intently curious. Its body moved similar to a chicken that bobs its head, but more subtle. My friend and I yelled for our other two friends to come assist us. As the creature got closer, we yelled louder. We weren't terrified, simply frightened and in awe. The creature went behind a tree and repeatedly poked its head back and back and forth from behind the tree and occasionally began to crawl towards us from behind the tree, then back up out of us once again. Um, all of its movement were slow and agile. After about two minutes, it disappeared as we couldn't see anything because of the brush, and it just disappeared in the brush, and what he assumed went into the woods. So his other two friends arrived, um, said that they, you know, they were other hunters, kind of backed him up, whatever have you. But he was absolutely in awe of what he saw, uh, and he's asking everybody. He says, "Does anyone know what this possibly could be? The closest thing it resembles that I can think of is a reiki, uh, which we know from mythology that you know people see. Um, I don't know." Very interesting, and that's again, that's right from Phantoms and Monsters. Uh, thoughts, guys? Sounds freaky. Mm, <laughs> very much so. Um, this I, was this was just recently, yeah. This article came out yesterday, then. Yeah, yeah. This article came out yesterday, so mm. this was something fresh on the website. Um, you know, people aren't about unless they're in COVID times and, you know, they're trying to camp, they're trying to get outdoors. We did the same thing this weekend. We tried. Uh, I just find it interesting because I, I see a lot of these other things pop up where cryptids seem to be in the news this year and of last year, exactly like Tobias Wild when we interviewed him, what he saw with the whole Michigan Mothman, other things going on. I, I just, I don't know. I, I, I'm not saying I see a trend, but I'm seeing that this is, a little bit more popular than it has been in the past two to four years. And then you had the UFO phenomenon on top of that. 
I don't know, just a you know strange times, and people are willing to share these things a little bit more openly. Uh, you know, how, how big did he say the thing? It was just was it like was it like white fur or was it a? He just said like a white silhouette, like it was a crawling. white silhouette. Yeah, that's but what strange. what got me was a head because he said that the head was bobbing back and forth like a chicken. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what. Oh, okay, well that's and then and they saw it. They, it was hiding behind a tree. It approached them. It went back again. Uh, and granted, it was dark, so maybe you know there's a possibility that it, that it was. I don't know a what kind giant of white animal. Chicken. <laughs> a giant white chicken that crawls on four legs. I, yeah, me on that one hmm. but very interesting i came across that and i thought that's cool and there actually is a book that uh our friend i was actually gonna talk about this too real quick so uh tobias wyland actually has his fortean network that he published and he published his own book again michigan mothman through that um that book society that he created there's another one that's going to pop up here and it's called winged cryptids and it's by lon strickler um, as well, and there's all kinds of stuff that it's actually in paper book and Kindle, and it's the second one that's on their their publishing company, and kind of good for them. I mean, it's neat that you know they're they're trying to gain traction. Other people are releasing books on that, and they're kind of uh, you know I wish them all all the luck. I, I think that's awesome. So yeah, it's super cool. Yeah, yeah, I think man, I don't know if I ever want to see a cryptid. <sighs> I don't know if I can handle it, depending on what it is. You know, and how close it is. That's my thing. Yeah. You know, backpacking up in the Uintas or something, it's scary to see in regular animals. I don't know what I'd do if I just saw a little white silhouette slithering around or something. Well, it was funny. I don't I- know. I mean, <laughs> cryptids never hang out long. So, yeah. And maybe rather see that than a mountain lion. Yeah, I guess so. That, that is true. Well, talking to you actually last Friday, Josh, you know, we were talking about we're going camping up up at Bear Lake and here in Utah. Uh, and you talk about how it's bottomless and, you know, they, there's places like they still haven't found the bottom and then the monsters up there. I, you know, I was taking pictures and video and, and I just kept thinking, God, God, if you could bless me with just, just a, a tentacle or something coming out of the lake, just a little bit, that's all I want. Just so I can snap this little quick picture. Unfortunately, yeah, nothing. There's supposed to be a bear lake monster similar to Nessie. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah, that's that allegedly heard. gobbled up a bunch of pioneers off the beach back in the 1800s. But <laughs> like, yeah. he said, gobbled up. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Yeah, it's not as nice as Nessie. Mm, true. Um, actually, if you remember Jack Osborne's first paranormal show, uh, he went there trying to find the Bear Lake monster. No, I didn't. Really? What was that I, know, I heard that he did that show, but I never even watched it. Can't uh, I didn't watch it on purpose. It was on. <laughs> I can't even remember what it was called, but it was actually pretty fun. Was it? Well, so it's not yeah. Portals from Hell is new one. It was something before this? This was years ago. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of Jack uh, Osborne, a uh, lady by the name of Hannah Osborne that writes for Newsweek.com says, we may be entering a deep solar minimum as the sun goes unusually quiet. Mm-hmm. So... Apparently, um, the number of sunspots appearing on the surface of the sun is unusually low. This level of activity is so low, some scientists have suggested we may be entering a deep solar minimum and potentially even a grand minimum, the last which took place in the 17th century and coincided with a mini ice age. Oh, there's that. Yeah. Yeah. 
this is what I was referencing a couple of episodes ago on uh, Secret on uh, Strangers on the Ranch when I said maybe as the sun gets weaker, the phenomenon gets stronger. Oh, yeah. that's right. I remember that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, maybe it has to do with its uh, magnetic poles and everything like that. Uh, well, the sun has an 11-year cycle where activity waxes and wanes. This is caused by strengthening and weakening of its magnetic field. So the point when activity is highest is known as the solar maximum, which is characterized by more sunspots appearing on the surface. And the solar minimum is where activity falls and there are very few sunspots. And the last solar maximum peaked in 2014. Wow. So just six years ago. Mm. And in April of last year, scientists at the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration predicted the forthcoming solar minimum would be similar to the last cycle. And in a statement, Lisa Upton, PhD, solar physicist with Space Systems Research Corps, said the next solar cycle would be much like the last with a weak maximum and a long, deep minimum. However, she also said there was no indication we are approaching a solar minimum in line with the last grand minimum known as the Maunder minimum. <laughs> a lot of minimums um, in there. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of minimums and maximums and everything. A lot but, of jargons. Yeah. Uh, so this, this year, there have been 104 days where no sunspots have appeared on the sun's surface, according to spaceweather.com. And across the whole of 2019, there were 281 sunspot free days. I didn't even know this was a thing. I didn't even know sunspots, like, I don't know. I guess I didn't know much about the sun apparently, but the website notes the lack of activity on the sun suggests the solar minimum is taking place. So far this year, the sun has been blank 76% of the time, a rate surpassed only once before in the space age. Hmm. Uh, last year, 2019, the sun was blank 77% of the time. Two consecutive years of record-setting spotlessness adds up to a very deep solar minimum indeed. Um, I was kind of wondering, you know, if it did kind of do a weird mini ice age how serious that would be and if that would even have any effect on our climate, you know, maybe reverse climate change a little bit. I mean, I have no education um, or. You remember when we talked about the heliosphere a while back um, on one of these news episodes Mm -hmm. Um, and they uh, basically when the sun goes kind of dark like this, it also weakens the magnetic field of the sun and thus uh, lets more cosmic rays and stuff into the solar system. Um, So like the heliosphere is weaker because of that. Um, So it's interesting. It also affects the earth's magnetic field a little bit. Um, I guess uh, there, these solar minimums have corresponded with like drought and like, the plague like uh there was a very very well-respected serious uh i can't remember what kind of doctor he was but who basically said that um in these circumstances you usually do see pandemics so i think i did hear something about that actually correlating with the pandemic in the sun yeah which is strange but i mean apparently solar minimum uh, entering a solar minimum isn't unusual, but the level of activity currently taking place is out of the ordinary. So the sun has been spotless for a large fraction of the last year, which is indeed qu- 
quieter than is typical, he said in an email. Uh, this is this is Matthew Owens, professor of space physics at the University of Reading, UK. Um, it's hmm. still a little, little early to say where it fits relative to other minima we've seen. If it does continue in this fashion, it may well rank up there with a the longer minima on record. But at present, it is not unprecedented. And in fact, the very previous solar minimum in 2009 and 2010 was longer. And the Maunder minimum that we just talked about was the period between 1650 to 1715 when solar activity was extremely low. And it is sometimes associated with a period of global cooling where the global temperature was around one degree Celsius cooler than it was at the start of the industrial revolution. Wow. Damn. Yeah. I saw something where carbon emissions right now are lower than they've been since World War II, but it's not going to mean shit. Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, I saw that too, that we're like, we have the same levels we had in 2008 or some shit like that. So, but yeah, I mean, whoop-de-doo, it's all going to go back to shittiness. Yeah. Yeah. And several months or a month or whatever. Yeah. But also seeing that kind of drastic dip, like I think they said it was down 17% on average like that might motivate some people to say oh we can make a difference if we just thank you fucking try yeah so yeah i mean that is that's pretty awesome that we can actually have an effect because i feel like some people just feel like there's nothing we can do about that and that's that well and i think too they uh what was it in india they can see there's a a mountain range that they haven't been able to see for like the last 15 years and now you can actually see it because of pollution mm-hmm. kind of rate. And I'm just as guilty. I drive to work every day. You know, I, could I take the UTA? I, I, you know, if I fit my schedule, I probably could, but I Do think maybe know. this jogs people, For real. you know, in the right, in the right frame of mind, you know? So, yeah. I mean, I ride my bike to work, but in the summer and I only work 10 minute bike right away and yeah, I don't have to go to work at four in the morning. Well, um, <laughs> there's that, you know, so yeah i mean there's a track stop close to my house and like right in the front yard of my office building that i haven't been to in months but like it takes an hour on the train and it takes 20 minutes in my car and it's just right i am lazy that uh, but i'm killing us so i should probably just stop being lazy (laughs) anyway don't be so hard on yourself (laughs) yeah but um basically in terms of global temperatures the solar minimum is nothing to worry about but it is interesting you know the ebb and flows of sure our universe yeah yeah that's crazy and the sun i mean that's that's a pivotal point of our universe too without the sun we're kind of fucked so to quote to quote one of my friends the sun is the biggest thing in the world nice yeah (laughs) right (laughs) uh so yeah i i uh throw it back on over to you josh Y'all ready for some more hot chaff? Cannot wait. Okay, so this is from UFO Holic, so you know it's gonna be good. Oh man, anything from UFO Holic is usually just just the hottest hot chaffs. <laughs> so I'm gonna text this link to you guys. Sorry, I didn't do it sooner. I forgot how because today sucks. Because there is a video also. Um, so allegedly, I have to say allegedly before I read this headline because it's so ridiculous. 600-foot-wide, intact-looking UFO spotted on Mars could still fly, specialists claim. Oh, yeah, what kind of specialists are these? Uh, You know, specialists. (laughs) 
David Wilcock. <laughs> I'm not a real gynecologist, but I play one of my tool shed. That kind of specialist. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, UFO researchers, basically. <clears throat> the subtitle is an enormous parentheses. Some would say medium-sized parentheses. UFO has been recently photographed on the Martian surface. UFO hunters claim it looks intact and could still fly if Russia, China, or the United States managed to retrieve it. Uh, like, for that, go ahead. No, I, I'm just saying I like how they're like, oh, it could probably still fly. It's like, on what basis are you forming this opinion? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, because like, honestly, like if you don't look at like the photoshopped artist interpretation of the pictures, it looks like a rock. <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, and I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure it is. Uh. Um, so for that to happen, either of these states would first need to get there. But if the rumors are true, then all of these superpowers already have in their possession numerous and various UFOs built from scratch using res- reverse engineered alien technology or simply captured after they entered their respective airspace. That being said, a 600 foot wide heart shaped UFO spotted on Mars is in near mint condition. Parentheses, a few dents and scratches from the unforgiving Martian conditions are to be expected. A few um, dents and scratches? How <laughs> the fuck does that mean? So is a license plate missing? Right now. How can they gather all of that from this, whatever this is? John. The pic- The picture looks like a rock. I mean, yeah, Geico. Some shadows. It's not even, it's not even the, what is it, periodontal or? Yeah, peri- periodolia. yeah periodolia like that just looks like a rock formation yeah i mean like there's one shadow that makes it remind me of the uh cylon raiders in battlestar galactica but anyway um, that's neither here nor there (laughs) yes indeed um so a few dents and scratches from the unforgiving martian conditions are to be expected and it would be a prized addition to their collection the UFO, which rests neatly parked on the surface of our next door neighbor, who brought in, uh, was brought into attention by the administrator of the YouTube channel UFO VNI 2012 on November 21st. Oh, there is a... <laughs> only facts on YouTube, bro. <laughs> uh. There is a slight chance the UFO could still be up for grabs, but the original photo was snapped by NASA's Mars Global Surveyor. On October 16th, 2000, and a lot could have happened in 16 years. So, golly. go ahead, John. Go ahead. Tell, um, tell us what you feel. <laughs> so, if this was a, uh, a spaceship it perfectly intact, like the YouTube, uh, you know, the highly respected YouTuber claims, why wouldn't just the alien civilization that flew it there? Just come pick it up. You ask too many questions. Yes, yes, <laughs> you can't do that. Maybe so, they don't I mean, have a like what? Maybe they don't have a tow truck, or you don't know if Geico's been up there, did an estimate, did the insurance. Shane, on, it's in perfectly you know. working condition, minus a few bumps and dings. That's yeah, where Geico comes in too. I mean, you don't know that lady from Geico. She might have went up there and did her shit. You know, I have no clue. Just keep so, thinking of the meme that's like slaps the hood of the car, like, yeah, this baby's good, just got a few bumps and dings. Kick the tire. <laughs> the long and turned landing tracks left behind from the craft show that the ship cr- 
crash landed as gently as it could, wrote UFO hunter Scott Waring. That the, guy. Um, <laughs> the alleged UFO crash site is located in the Medusa Fosse, a large Martian geological formation of unknown origins. Named after Medusa from Greek mythology, this formation extends for nearly 600 miles long along the Martian equator. Constant winds and periodic windstorms have done a great job at eroding the landscape, giving it a smooth appearance. Given these circumstances, it's a wonder how the UFO managed to escape being buried beneath a dune of fine sand. Perhaps it hasn't been down there for long, and this argument is raising the hopes of aliens uh, specialists out there. We suspect the craft could theoretically be salvageable, which honestly, if it's a rock and it's windy there, that it would blow the sand away from it, probably. Yeah. This looks like an eroded rock. Um, can I just say something real quick? It seems yes. like, is it just me or does Mr. Scott Waring have something in the news like almost weekly about what he's discovered in Mars, what he sees on the moon? What I mean, kudos for him for having a hobby. However. He's an expert, Shane. Uh, yeah, aren't we all? Aren't we all? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I've never even heard of the guy, to be honest with you. Yeah. No, I, I'm I, sure every week he pops up like he's that's what he does is he just he takes like up close pictures, pictures of the moon. Oh, my God, there's a base up there. We've had a base up there. We've had a base up there this whole time. I see little people go back and forth hauling equipment into the base like this is this is his world. This is Mr. Scott Warren's little world. So well, we need to get we, we should get Tyler from. Uh, God, what is that YouTube channel that he does? He's always got photos of alien bases on mars and stuff yeah but yeah there's just so many holes in that it's like if it still worked if it's still in great condition like and they crash gently the beams should still be inside and if they're smart enough to traverse time and space shouldn't they be smart enough to fix their craft and just bounce thank you and if not they could put out a beacon be like hey we crash on mars or whatever they referred to mars as and then they would get you know their buddies to come tune them up yeah head back on Uh, i mean if if their information is credible and the 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 ufo is intact see even if they left the ufo they could should at least got a blue book value on what it's worth and had another colony of aliens pick it up and re-salvage it or sell it or something like there's something going on there they probably I was just going to say, maybe they were just on vacation and their car broke down. Triple <laughs> A came and picked them up. Maybe I'm sure they've already hit up uh, Russia with the Blue Book value. <laughs> you just think let so? them yeah. know. Yeah, just let them know what that might be. The U.S. and Russia are probably already in a bidding war to see who can get there first to All right. it. Yeah. Here's where it gets fun, though. Oh, oh it's not fun? Got to the fun part. <laughs> According to the video, the dubious object stood out like a sore thumb amid the stacks of photos sent back by the MGS and managed to win the attention of a NASA image specialist, Steve Wingate. He went through a great deal of effort to publicize the controversial image, but somehow it never got the notoriety conspiracy theorists think it deserves. In fact, it would seem somebody went to great lengths to have the image removed from his website while the original remains on NASA servers. Original image here. There's a link. Uh, the NASA image has a size chart attached to it, which allows for a rough estimate of the object size. Since one pixel on the original photo measures 9.4 feet, the UFO spotted 
on Mars would have to measure approximately 600 feet across, meaning that it would cast a pretty large shadow if it suddenly appeared above you. Wingate was the first person to draw our attention to the anomalous Lobachevsky crater uh, located on the far side of the moon. Apollo 16 photos strongly suggest the crater might shelter a complex extraterrestrial base encompassing multiple rectangular and artificial looking structures with the most of these unusual structures being a very tall spire. So basically it seems uh, just the last sentence, it seems Wingate has an eye for these things and knows where to look. It's a shame his good work is hindered, but that's just the way it goes in the world of truth seekers. It sounds like, dude, this dude doesn't work for NASA. <laughs> Come Are on. You sure. Are you sure? Because this sounds completely legit. He knows what he's talking about. Uh, a, a NASA image specialist. I don't think it means an image specialist that works for NASA. I think it means a dude like uh, Scott Waring that sits around and says, that doesn't look natural. That doesn't look natural. I have yeah. no idea what space geology should look like, but <laughs> you, you really should dive down in the Scott Waring world. Just look him up and see some of the shit he's put out there. It, it will proverbially blow your mind. I mean, it's I don't wanna... really, it's crazy. <laughs> dude. I'll be, I'll God. either be like drinking the Kool-Aid or be like, so pissed off. What are, what are the two? 50, 50. Yeah, probably both. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Yeah. This story uh, was the hottest of chat. That is, I, I like it though. That's that's the stuff, man. I, I want to believe in it so hard, but I just made me giggle. Yeah. I thought it was yeah. funny. Oh, I loved it. But, yeah. You know, you no. just think about it for one second, and you're like, "Hmm, there's a lot of holes in that one." Yeah. Oh well, boy, don't drive a boat. So, with that being said, um, we're gonna take another short break. We each have another short story, and then we will wrap around on the backside. So, stand by. Elijah, are you ready to bring on the weird? Yes, Will I am. Are you ready to bring on the weird? Did you did you just make a Will I am joke? Uh, yeah, I did. <laughs> nice. I'll allow it. Anyway, we're just a couple of harmless guys digging into weird things we don't know much about. We're just trying to figure out what the hell is happening in the world outside our homes. Do we get things wrong? Without a doubt. Are we learning from those mistakes? Not anytime soon. Are you entertained by the crap we're talking about? Of course. That's why I always listen to the show. You listen? All right, what, what do you like to listen to about the show? I like aliens, conspiracies, cryptids, NWO, <laughs> shadow government, you name it. What? But, oh, hold on. Do the aliens come from inside the Earth instead of interstellar travel? What oh, man. The conspiracy start? Mom is out why there did that cryptid evolve to do the things it does? Who runs this NWO? Listen in as we dive into all manners of subjects as we bring on the weird. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Reddit. You can listen to clips of our episodes on our YouTube channel. Listen, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts and Podchaser.com. You can also listen to us on Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you listen to your favorite podcasts. All right, and we are back. So uh, we each have one more quick story, and then we can go from there. You know, this one here, I'll tell you guys, I actually saw it pop up last week. But it wasn't from credible resources that I could really see. And then all of a sudden, the New York Post had it. And so I went, ah, damn. Might have to talk about this thing. Um, but I really don't know where to go with this. And I guess this is, you know, like you said, Josh, this might be hot chaff completely. 
Don't know. If it's in the post, it's hot chaff. (laughs) Okay, well, fair. You know, they say they're a classic newspaper, but yeah, maybe not. They're basically the Inquirer. Yeah, well, that makes sense on this story. So here we go. NASA scientists detect evidence of parallel universe where time runs backward. Uh, Yeah, I saved this story into my pocket. I haven't read it, though. Oh, you haven't? This isn't your last story, is it? No, no, no. Okay. Please, I'm stoked. Good. I'm stoked Good. to hear about it. All right, so here we go. This is kind of, it has some interesting things about it, then it has some complete bullshit things about it. So we'll kind of go from there. So in a scenario straight out of the Twilight Zone, a group of NASA scientists working on an experiment in Antarctica have detected evidence of a parallel universe where the rules of physics are the opposite of our own. Uh, the concept of the parallel universe has been around since the early 60s. We all know that, sci-fi, everything else. The experts that did this project or this experiment, they used a giant balloon to carry NASA's Antarctic Impulsive Transient Antenna, or ANITA, because everything has to be shortened, high above Antarctica where the frigid dry air provided the perfect environment with little to no radio noise to distort its findings. A constant wind of high energy particles constantly arrives on Earth from outer space, which we all know. Uh, Low energy subatomic neutrinos with a mass close to zero can pass completely through Earth, but higher energy objects are stopped by the solid matter of our planet, according to the report. So what this means, everybody's asking? This means that the high energy particles can only be detected coming down from space. But the team's Anita detected heavier particles, so-called Tua neutrinos, which come up out of the Earth. The finding implies that these particles are actually traveling backward in time, suggesting evidence of a parallel universe according to, wait for it, the Daily Star. Okay, but there's more at the end of here. Um, not everybody was comfortable with this hypothesis, they say, and, but there's something else that I saw that is important. Um, to, to, to. So Principal Anita Investigator Peter Gorham, an experimental particle physicist at the University of Hawaii, suggested that the only way the Tuao neutrino could behave that way is if it changed into a different type of particle before passing through the Earth and then back again. Gorham, lead author on a Cornell University paper describing the odd phenomenon, noted that he and his fellow researchers had seen several of these impossible events, which some were skeptical about. The simplest exclamation for the phenomenon is that at the moment of the Big Bang, 13.8 billion years ago, two universes were formed, ours and one from our present perspective is running in reverse with time going backwards. Of course, you ask yourself, if there are inhabitants of a possible parallel universe, they consider us to be the backward ones. So, there's that. Thoughts? I mean, yeah, I guess we'd be the backwards ones. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't even know how time could go backwards. It's such a... It's So there's a Benjamin Button universe, essentially. (laughs) I guess that's what you're saying. (laughs) I I mean, I understand the whole thing that, okay, they're finding things coming from the Earth going up and not from the space going down. I Okay. Mm I'll, I'll give you that, I guess, if that's what this Anita thing is saying. Yeah. But I, I, I don't, I don't know. Okay. I mean, hey, it's. I buy that more than I buy. There's a UFO on Mars that's intact and can and, fly and, away, and somebody's kicking the tires on it. You buy that more? <laughs> I think that I think that would be a little bit more perceptible. Uh, this puppy. Um, yeah, I think a lot of the science goes over my head. I'm just yeah. a simpleton, so like I hear some of the science, I'm like. 
Yes. Okay. Good. Good Someone science. smarter than me said it. Must be yeah. true. Must be true. Um, anyway. Regardless, that's a that's fun. I mean, I, I I definitely believe in I don't know, maybe parallel universes. I mean, I definitely I, yeah. believe in extra dimensional things. I I'd like to. And you know, when you talk about like the ghost phenomena, for example. Mm-hmm. That really explains that. I mean, what if there's a glitch? What if something sometimes comes into the, it's on the right frequency? And we talk yeah. about that all the time on the show. I'm not yeah. poo-pooing it. I'm just saying how it's laid out is, I, I guys, you're, this pill is really hard to swallow. Can we try to make a little bit more sense out of this? Just a smudge. Mm-hmm. That, that's yeah. all. You know. Well, I think it's it's... I don't know about you guys, but it's impossible for me to think about time going backwards um, as much as I try. So it's like, you can explain it to me, I think, till the cows come home and I'm still going to be like, uh, if I, if I, if I could find that out, I'd be uh, 18 years prior just so I could redo all my fuck ups that I, you know, recently I'll I'll take your word for it, I suppose. (laughs) Anyway. I thought that was a neat thing. Again, it popped up once, popped up twice, popped up the third time. I was like, ah, God damn it. Okay. Maybe we talk about this. So nice. there you go. Yeah. No, that's so. cool. Um, like I said, I hope that's true. Mm. Yeah. Or, you know, that's, it's pretty much, I, I want to read that article though. I have it yeah. saved up in my, up in my business. So I'm going to check Interesting. it out. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so you know how SpaceX has been launching tons of satellites and there's been a lot of UFO sightings, but it's just been SpaceX. Um, but there's a lot of astronomers that are kind of pissed now with how much is in the sky now. They say they're going to be, you know, interfering with astronomers doing their research, doing their work, doing their observations. And they're pissed about it because they're just messing up the sky perhaps you know permanently or whatever yeah so um elon musk is going to put he says so this is spacex will launch its latest batch of internet satellites as part of the starlink mega constellation project this week and this came out yesterday as well but unlike previous launches the spacecraft will feature a special visor that the company is testing in an attempt to lower the brightness of the satellites hmm. which which is pretty cool i mean i think that's awesome because hopefully that won't make them as visible in the sky for people you know mistaking them for quote unquote ufo's and you know just junking up the sky i mean i think i'd like to see it just Cause I like seeing satellites I'm like, Oh, it's a satellite or, Oh, that's SpaceX. Mm-hmm. That's cool. But I can see if I was a professional astronomer, even amateur astronomer, it's just junking everything up. Weren't they gonna, at one time, I thought they were talking about painting them a different color or like a different reflective, something that didn't yeah. actually put, I, I, I caught that somewhere like a month ago, maybe when they started mm-hmm. launching these things. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I so, don't know, man. Fuck space, Karen. yeah so but i mean according to uh according to elon musk the experimental visor should help to reduce the brightness of the satellites going some way to address the concerns of astronomers astronomers who say the spacecraft could harm astronomical observations so the latest launch of 60 satellites was scheduled for may 17th but it's been postponed until tuesday um, they're trying to launch that at 3.10 a.m. Eastern due to the development of a tropical 
storm off the U.S. southeastern coast. And uh, it's not clear how many of the 60 satellites will feature the so-called VisorSat system, but in future launches, all the spacecraft will be equipped with it, according to Musk. And he basically says, our objectives generally are to make the satellites invisible to the naked eye and to minimize the impact on astronomy, especially so that we do not saturate observatory detectors and inhibit discoveries. So two things. Number one, isn't there supposed to be like 10,000 of these fucking satellites linked up when everything's said and done, number yeah, one. I, number I, two, I think there's supposed to be a shitload of. Yeah, them. I mean they're supposed to like so they're given the whole purpose of these things are given Wi-Fi to everybody basically. Mm-hmm. And then the second thing is, I read the and I God, I wish I could remember the number. Do you realize how much space junk is flying within our orbit that is just literally this cannot mm-hmm. help the situation, right? I mean, this doesn't, yeah. what happens to our space exploration when we try to get past all that shit that's in the heliosphere? I, I just, it blows my mind. You know? Yeah, I mean, we just got to do some mathematical calculations and find that the right window to shoot everything up, I suppose. Yeah. We've basically turned low Earth orbit into a landfill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought, uh, yeah, that, uh, that's sad. I mean, I get where they're coming from. And then on the flip side, too, of that, Elon Musk, I mean, obviously he's got to be rolling in the fucking money because number one, it's got to cost a pretty penny. Yeah, his parents owned a fucking apartheid emerald mine. Like, he's a piece of shit. Well, well, yeah, he is. But not only that, I mean, how do you get this? Who approves this shit? Hmm. Who approves this to happen? To have 10,000 fucking satellites up in the air to... I mean, you know, you you would think there would be some kind of rules or regulations. I didn't use it for an article, but there's one thing that I read um, that the NASA is putting together, the what they call the Artemis Accords, which is kind of the first space. Stuff for the moon. Yeah, stuff for the moon, stuff for the space. It's kind of like protocol and policies. And so if countries sign on to that, then there's something there at least written down. This is what we're going to do and this is how we're going to do it. You would think there'd be something similar to launching satellites on a fucking daily basis. I but, mean, you'd think so. Yeah, you know, whatever. Uh, um, yeah, that dude reopened his Tesla factories for, I'm sure, his assembly line workers that don't get paid shit, um, even though the government of California was like, lockdown's not over, dipshit. He just oh, opened yeah. it and then he started tweeting shit like take the red pill. Like he's a fucking dipshit, man. Yeah. yeah the dude guess, grew up yeah. with loose emeralds in his fucking pocket. Like Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't I never really investigated the guy, but I I don't I don't really think too highly of the dude personally. He but, is space yeah. Karen. That's basically lovely. so anyway. He's he's a he's a fucking quarantine protester. Mm. Anyway, sorry. There's that. <laughs> What do you got, All Josh? Right. Yeah. Uh, go for it. NASA owns evidence to entrances to underground bases on Mars with videos. Um, according to numerous ufologists and experts, there are many access doors leading to subterranean structures on Mars. Uh, are these extraterrestrial complexes or maybe human colonies? The following images come from the Curiosity rover. Uh, As you can see, these doors can be clearly distinguished and seem to be points of access to unknown installations. One of these installations could be the strange anomaly captured by the Curious Curiosity rover some time ago. In one of the images, an object that resembled a dome 
could be detected on the back on in the background of the image. There are rumors according to which under that dome there are openings or windows, maybe some extraterrestrial artifacts or gateways to a subterranean base. In the following video, you can see another entrance to a possible alien base on Mars, which of course. These videos are of course hilarious and stupid. Um, just more hot chaff. No. I mean, it's just like, man, you look, you see something and you're just, I don't know how these people get that from that. Yeah. From rocks and shadows. Yeah. It's just. (sighs) Well, and then there's one thing too, that it, it, and you know, we can kind of wrap up and do our, do a promos, but what amazes me. And I had one more article I was going to read where they actually interviewed uh, Chris Carter, who was the creator of X-Files. And yeah. they really want to ask him, like, what do you think about this new, you know, Navy saying there's UFO technology out there, this is happening, this is going on. What do you think this is? You have these stories here that people are biting on, but you other, but you possibly, possibly have, I heard about Brazil, and there's all this conspiracy about the UFO sightings this last two weeks from Brazil. And it seems like it's, like, nobody gives a shit. Like, it's over here. More news is so we live in this tabloid culture, is what Chris Carter said. You know, and and absolutely we fucking do. Our, I'm sorry, get on the soapbox. Our president's a fucking joke. He thinks he's in a reality TV show. This whole COVID thing going on. We live in something where people grab onto anything that they think is media related, and they're not paying attention to these other things. And it's just a weird. Yeah. I don't know. It's a weird time. Well, and I, you know, these news outlets, they aren't really reporting on the news necessarily. They're reporting on what gets the most hits and what drives the most traffic to their websites. Absolutely. Well, we could report on this weird, boring, very, very important story about the world. Uh, We're going to do this sexy little thing Mm -hmm. over here, you know, tie it up real nice with Corona in it and everything. And uh, we're going to drive three million views to our website. Yep, you're 100 yep. right. I mean, I mean that's the world we live in right now, and the, you mean, know, unfortunately, we have to deal with it. Yeah, so. 24 hour news cycle is entertainment. Uh, it's a joke. It's a fucking joke. It, but you know, it's always been like the the more serious mainstream media yeah. outlets try to dress it up like serious journalism and and stuff like that. But really, like at the end of the day, if they're not getting clicks, if they're not selling papers, if they're not getting people to tune into their network. Right. They're not making money. And so it's all narrative driven and very little of it has to do with the facts, mm-hmm. which I think is why Trump gets away with everything that would allegedly end any other presidency. I think if like Absolutely. any other president was as cavalier about criming and all the crazy shit that he pulls, they probably would get away with it too. Cause he's just like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. What are you going to do? Do you really believe them? Fake news. I'm out. But yeah, like, yeah, I'm going to Twitter this, you know, it's, a, you know, and again, we don't want to get on our soapbox, but I mean, it's sad that this is a scary world. Did. <laughs> well, I did too a little bit, but this is a country and this is where we're at. And there's other countries going through the same thing, but, um, you know, hopefully, you know, we decided to do these news episodes monthly because they're, even though it's getting harder and John, you got a good idea to just kind of refine your search, I guess, where you can find these things. It, this shit is still out there. There's still things happening. What we consider the real world is what we discuss on this podcast. It's not whether Trump has taken hydrochloric and or whatever the hell it is. I, I could give two shits. These are the other things on this side that people really are not paying attention to. And the guests that we have on and the books we read and the research we do, 
really stems around this deep underground real world stuff that, you know, it, it kind of, this is what makes a roll go around despite what people are looking on the reality TV. You know, something you said about that, but anyway, my two cents are two cents, yeah. I guess. And I mean, sometimes you got to think of something else than fucking politics. Oh man. I'm, I'm just so, so tired. Like I just, I'm just so over it. Like, yeah. And I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. so tired of yeah. everyone with political science degrees as well on Facebook <laughs> and stuff. It's just everybody's an expert, John. Come yeah, on, man. Yeah. So. I mean, I'm drenched in it, but also since the quarantine, my uh, social media usage has gone way down. Is that funny? Mine has too. Like, yeah. Like I'm, I'm just, I not- just, with the with the last dance documentary coming on, I can't even just go to sports Twitter because everyone's just bashing on the jazz in Utah, and it's like, damn, yeah. nowhere's safe anymore. Yeah. <laughs> well, tears. that's the that's the only thing that's on ESPN is the last dance, but that's that's a whole other topic for yeah, um, that's another um, podcast altogether. Yeah, yeah, that's an entirely different podcast. <laughs> Since you're on YouTube, if you're watching this, I recommend switching over to Yella's Marble Races after this. It's just it'll it'll lift your spirits a little, lighten the mood a little bit. So yeah. <laughs> anyway, well, those are our news stories. Um, we had more, but we're going to end it at that. Uh, you can go ahead and feel free if you have a news story or you have an account or you have a story of any kind that you want to call and tell us about. Please feel free to area code eight zero one two five two sixty nine. 45 and you can call us on that um again they're three minutes long but if you want to call back i can easily splice them together we can make it work seamlessly with this technology and editing you know you'd be surprised or if you're you don't want to call and you don't want to hear your voice on the phone you can always write us at strangejungles at gml.com or on all podcast platforms um there's multiple ways to get a hold of us and if you guys really kind of like what we do and we like the bonus content you want to add to your repertoire Become a Patreon member. We got different tiers for different things. Um, and we try to put things out there too. In fact, we got a couple things loaded in the barrel already. Uh, I don't know, boys. You got anything else? No. No. Stay safe, stay sane, stay healthy. Yeah. Um, get off the internet for a minute. <laughs> yeah, get off the internet for a minute. But uh, watch just... our podcast. And then get <laughs> off the internet. So Yes. Just uh keep looking at the skies and Keep having an open mind and keep it on, keep it on, everyone. Keep on, keep it on. That's awesome. Everybody, close the gates. You've been listening to a fourth hand production.